Hi, I'm Josh Gibbons. And I'm Stan. And welcome to this episode of Rescuing Churches, where it's always a great adventure discussing church revitalization and pastoral life. Learn more at 614ministries.org. And on that website, you can find a list of everything that we do. Right, Dad? Well, not everything we do. No, everything we do. Some of the things we will do. Everything we do. Not everything we do. Okay. <laughs> I made the website. Well, we cut a tree down for somebody yesterday, so yeah, not, not included in that. Well, I didn't put that on there. So. That's true. One of the many things that we actually do, and I think it's the last bullet point on the What We Do page, mm-hmm. within the sphere of church vitalization, is that we help churches establish and develop healthy men's ministries. That's right. And we help them learn how to disciple men and how to disciple men well. So I kind of wanted us to spend a little bit of time today talking about not only the magnitude of how important that actually is, yeah, uh, but just in terms of the functionality of the church and having men who can lead and shepherd well, shepherd is, you know, a really important aspect of Church life, pastoral life, pastors need good elders and shepherds. Well, that's, yeah, it's not our idea, by the way. That right. was the Apostle Paul explaining to Timothy and Titus exactly. in the pastoral epistles how to help how to actually build a healthy, build a healthy church. church. Yes, and even more so, we want to go beyond that, and we want to take a look at how a pastor can go about establishing Correct. a healthy men's ministry within a church. Correct. Very important. Very important. Hello, and welcome to Rescuing Churches with Stan and Josh Gibbons. This is the official podcast of 614 Ministries, where we exist to renew vision and restore hope at struggling churches across the country. With over 80% of churches in decline and 1,500 pastors a month battling depression, we strive to equip members and encourage ministers to pursue new directions of stability and growth. Just to kick us off here, tell me why a healthy men's ministry and healthy men in general, men who are spiritually healthy, is an important aspect of the local church. Well, the local church is supposed to be led by the men of the church, um, and men need to know their biblical calling and role and function. Men need to step into that role um, and choose to lead well and choose to be the spiritual head of their home. Uh, in order to do that, they've got to have some spiritual understanding of what it means to grow in their faith, to help their family be growing in their faith, to protect their family from things that are dangerous in the culture, uh, worldly things and uh, dangerous, evil things that are in the culture. Uh, men need to understand all that. So the men are supposed to lead in the home. And it's really important that the church is built around that dynamic in order to follow scriptural guidelines. If you're building your church based on scriptural guidelines, not just how it could work, <laughs> sure, it's got to have the men in the leadership role, and the men need to be strong spiritual men. When when you read the statistic or the, the requirements for elders and deacons uh, in a church, men that help lead the church, uh, those are really strong statistics, strong elements. They, they, they have a huge character 
um, responsibility to get their character pure, to be good men, good reputation, um, to, to not be fighters, right? right? right. All, all that stuff that's Absolutely. in there. You know, not be, you know, drink, heavy drinkers and right. all that stuff. So, right. so all that says we need good men to help us do the work of the church sure. and pastors or to get focused on the men's ministry sure. of the church. It's interesting to me as pastors, we'll spend a fortune, you know, for a youth pastor or a children's director or, you know, we'll build a whole wing of stuff for whatever ministry we're thinking of next coming up. Um, and yet men's ministry is always kind of just spinning in the background real soft. Sure. Yeah. Um, when I think if a church would focus on its men's ministry, all the rest of that just will come natural. Yeah. So. And, and I think that, you know, and, and this was something that we were talking about um, when we were kind of chewing on the idea of doing this episode was that the, the need for this has never really been greater than now in our culture, especially, you know, it's in our current culture, as we continue to look at a lot of statistics, the word that you kept um, using there for a minute, or, you know, are just astronomical on like fatherless homes. And yeah, there was some information that, you know, came out about last year's Pew research that said that um, out of 130 countries and territories, around the world, the U S had the highest rate of single parent household situations and almost a quarter of U S children under the age of 18 live with one parent or the other more than three times the share of children around the world. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. The, the stats from man in the mirror ministries, which we'll mention throughout here numerous times, I'm sure, but I love man in the mirror ministries with Patrick Morley. Right. Um, 73 million children under 18 in the U S 27% of them will go to bed without a father. Um, so it's the 24, you had 24, it's, it's yep. 27% will go to bed without a father tonight. They're fatherless homes. Exactly. And that's very unhealthy. And it requires the pastor to be able to father the men that are there sometimes. Even a younger pastor has to father older men spiritually, father them. Right. And it requires us to grow men up to be godly men manly men and godly men right so and and healthy churches really do need strong leaders they they need male and female leaders you know we, we don't want to this isn't an an anti-female no, leader of course episode but yeah. but churches need leaders of both male men and women but they need men who are just a hundred percent sold out to right. Christ and to the church. Right. And I think that a lot of times, and this is something that, you know, uh, oftentimes we don't think about until we see it happen is that there, when it, when that, when it does happen, you'll have this trickle down effect. When, when a man fully sells out to the cause of Christ, it will affect other men in his life and will definitely affect his family. Exactly. You'll start to see the effect. Of exactly. It. Um, when, when a, a father or a husband um, does yeah, that. Very yeah. positive effect and strong effect on the whole family. And e- even the community can be affected by that because a whole family. Well, then it has, becomes a testimony. Exactly. Yeah. Then a whole family gets that. So you can, you can lead a child to Christ and it's not, you know, the child may or may not be able to get his parents to come to, to church and come to Christ, but you can lead a man to Christ. And now you've affected really the leadership of the home. And right. the head of the home, even if he doesn't function as the head at the time you lead him, if he's not in that role because he didn't know he was supposed to be, he still is by God's design, yeah. head of the house. Exactly. Exactly. And, and really this was, I mean, we're, we're talking about how to go about establishing a, a 
a healthy men's ministry and why it's important. But really, it was one of the first things that Jesus did. When you look at Jesus' earthly ministry, right? You know, I mean, one of the first things he set out to do was to go round up a bunch of guys. I mean, you've, you know, in, in so many of your sermons, I love the terminology that you give these guys all the time. You call them knuckleheads. You've called them goobers. Goobers, yeah. You know, oh, they're, they're just the ordinary, everyday fishermen, you know. Yeah, just, they aren't the brightest bulbs in the box, for sure. Right. Not the sharpest right. knives in the toolbox. He no. went and got his his disciples. Makes me feel good. And, of course, he, he had a bigger following, Jesus did, but his his inner circle was— focuses on those 12 men. —was just these 12 court core guys. Mm-hmm. So he didn't start big. He didn't right. try to be big. He didn't try to be flashy. He just started with these 12 guys. 12 guys. He had a, he had and, a small core of women as well. Sure, sure. So, so there's a small group of women and a small group of men that he's going to invest tremendous right. truth into. The nighttime chats around the campfire don't include the 5,000 men that men. he fed exactly. on the hill. Um, that nighttime chat is the 12 guys. Right. And they're going to get, and if they stay up, they're all going to get it. If, if a bunch of them go to bed, the ones that stay up, you know, are going to become the ones that really get the highest form of teaching and, and meet from Christ as he's teaching, um, to develop. And, and, you know, those guys, with the exception of Judas, those guys go on to change the world, right. literally change the world we live in today. He started with them and then you can, you, you can track that and, and see how the effectiveness of their ministry spread. Hmm. And, and it was kind of the same thing when, like when we launched, when, when, when um, you had the vision for 614 Ministries and we're sitting here doing this podcast now, uh, back in December of 2018, when, when we launched this, mm-hmm. this nonprofit organization, and now we're in, tr- in, in the ministry of church revitalization, you went and handpicked a team of guys. That was yeah. one of the first things you did, sure did. Um, was, you know, you, you said, Hey, I've got to have a team of guys, you know, as a board of directors that can give guidance and counsel and mm-hmm. wisdom. And you know, they're spread out across different places right. in Alabama. And we've got one guy in Georgia. And um, mm-hmm. so there's there's wisdom in all of that. So kind of from your experience in 40 years of doing this and discipling men and, and doing men's ministry, how do you go about from, you know, if, if you're at a church that just has no men's ministry at all, how do you go about establishing that? What would you say to a pastor that's seeking to do that? That's the word I use all the time on our podcast. It's the disciple. Right. The pastor needs to get a group of men he's discipling. And don't make excuses as to why you can't do that. And don't change, make it complicated. <laughs> change the priority of your life to disciple men. Right. If it's one guy or two guys, if it's one teen and one senior citizen. Right. Disciple somebody right. and call it men's ministry. Don't overcomplicate it into a program. Nope. Right. Nope. It's literally we can. I, we, I we think can. that's very important because a lot of pastors may want to say, well, we need some kind of program, nope. men's program. Nope. <laughs> you can get a program later sure. if you want. If you get. Yeah. <clears throat> what you really want is men discipling men. And exactly. you're going to disciple a handful of men that can eventually take the material you taught them because you're going to have them write a bunch of stuff down. Say, now I want you to go tell Bill, you know, who's come along outside our church and just joined our church, and he's become a new member of our church in the last three or four years. Remember the stuff I shared with you this last year and a half? I'd like you to take Bill through some of that just Mm -hmm. for six or seven weeks, and then y'all meet with me, and let's see how that's going. So you got one of your guys you discipled discipling somebody else, and it doesn't have to be perfect. You know, don't be a nerd about the perfection of all that. Just get men involved with helping men grow and right. discussing things 
about spiritual growth among men. Absolutely. <clears throat> so men discipling men is how that's supposed to work. And Absolutely. It's the New Testament model. Again, it is. you reference Jesus. He yeah. kind of knew what he was doing. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, we, and, said, we said in a previous podcast that he was a great preacher and that your sermons were supposed to be as good as his, right? Yeah, so. right. <laughs> but, then, but then Paul had the same idea. Paul brought Silas and Timothy alongside him and Barnabas, and he discipled those men to be disciplers of men. Yep. He actually tells Timothy, what you've seen in me, do in do others so do they do will in do others. in others. Yep. He actually says it's four generations. Turn disciples into disciple makers. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so I, I think that the, and, and it's kind of segueing into what we're talking about here, that there's this community and bonding aspect that's very important in men's ministry and in discipleship kind of all being the same thing or being a similar thing. And Jesus being the leader of the disciples, they knew and they were connected to one another as well. So Jesus was their leader, but the disciples knew each other mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And, and there was this, this relationship between interconnectivity, interconnectivity between those men. So how do you go about kind of fostering that? Even if you've only got two or three guys, you know, you might not have 12, but if, if you're, pastor at a small church and you've got two or three very loyal guys that you're discipling and you're going to try to connect them to one another. Give us some practical suggestions on that. You spend a lot of time doing things together, go out for coffee or food or find out what they like to do or, 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 you know, hurricane Sally. Thank you very much. Yeah. (laughs) Or get on the roof with them and start putting tar down. We we had to patch a ton of holes in our roof this week where shingles blew off. We had to put tar over all the nail heads you know, until we can figure out something to do with our roof here. So, you know, I invited one of the guys I'm discipling, my buddy Brian, invited him up here. He brought his stepdad, who's actually a roofer. Thank you, Lord. Right. And, uh, you know, and and his, and one of his friends came and, you know, the four of us got on the roof and worked together. Right. And, and before they came, we sat in my office and talked, you know, so we had an hour before they got here. But you can do it. You can do it around a work day. You can do it around a fishing trip. You can you can do it at a coffee shop. Um, you can do it formally in your office with Bible and books is all great. Either way, it's a lot of time together and you start spending time and you ask all the basic good questions of getting to know each other. You know, how's your family? What can I pray for you about? What's, what's heavy on your heart this week? Um, you know, what's something you're rejoicing in? What's something you're looking forward to? Any of that stuff. You just build those relationships. All right. That's good. And I think that another important thing to note within the, and you can speak to this um, if you'd like, that obviously depending on the size of your church, because, you know, we we know that not everyone listening to this episode may be at a church where the lead pastor can disciple every man in the church one-on-one, right? So, I mean, that's not always possible. And Yeah, in a big church, that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. So, you know, if you've got a men's ministry. Not even in our church. Yeah. <laughs> so if you've got a men's ministry where, you know, a lot of men want to go through some type of discipleship process, you may hopefully have other people you can appoint to that. Yeah, or, and you form, you do the best you can to formalize it to say, you know, I'm, I'm working with these five guys. These five guys are going to be working with five more each. Right. So now I've got 25 people that can be discipled through the same process. The same material if I'll, you know, if I'll just take time to develop those five. Right. One thing that you talk about a lot in regards to discipleship is this whole idea of just doing life together. You mentioned it a minute ago um, and how that can show and teach and how, you know, when, when you're together like that, they're learning things about God. 
learning things about church life. Um, how does that play into the eventual development of men's ministry? Well, you, 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 t- you spend time with them in everyday routine stuff. You, mm-hmm. you, you, you know, Moses talks about, and we train up our families in the highways and byways, right? Literally as we're going through our day. So if I'm going to the hardware store to get some stuff and I know, you know, somebody in my church, one of the guys in my church is off um, early that afternoon or whatever, I may ask him to meet me there. Or I may come pick him up and say, let's go together. And and we're going to talk and literally walk and talk down the aisles. You're going to help me carry this, you know, tarps that we got yesterday or whatever. You're going to help me carry this wood. Um, and we're just, I'm just getting time with you to, to walk and talk. And so part of it is in doing that, now we're going to run into somebody, you know, somebody I know or they know in the store. And we're going to get to meet them or we're going to sit down at a coffee shop and, and I'm going to ask them to give their elevator testimony to the waitress. Sure. Cause I'm, I'm actually developing their ability to tell that elevator testimony. Um, so, so you find ways to, you know, let them see you out in the public doing what you do. Right. And, and lead, lead by example. Yeah. yeah. And then, and you do the same thing, yeah. you know, and have them do the so. same thing. And one thing that we've seen um, you have success with in our church here in Mobile is in terms of when you've gotten connected to the uh, Mission of Hope here in Mobile. And yeah, to a rehab center. Rehab center. Drug and alcohol rehab center. Yeah, and you've been able to have great connections with some of the guys out mm-hmm. there. Um, yeah, and, and the, the, I mean, those are people, those are men in a place where they need to make real life changes exactly. for good. Yeah. And the word of God's the way to do that. And the mission's real good about making that crystal clear. Exactly. So the guys that are serious about it, I love it because they'll gravitate very easily towards solid Bible teaching and men's discipleship. Right. So all I got to do is just be there pretty regular to yeah. love on them and get to know them, find out where they're from, what they do, you know, how they get here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what do you do for a living? You know, mm-hmm. what do you like to do? What do you want to do when you leave? Build relationships. And pretty soon they're, you know, hanging out with yeah. you. Coming over to our house and working on my deck, deck all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah, we, so, we, yeah, yeah. we, we recommend feeding I mean, them at our house and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, if if you if you're a pastor seeking to build a good solid men's ministry at your church, and that is a venue or avenue that you might be able to get plugged into in your area is a men's rehab facility or something similar. Right, that's one route you could go. Yeah, and a lot of rehab, a lot of faith-based rehabs need good teachers. Absolutely. So if you're if you're love teaching hungry people, right, that's a great place to go. I will tell you, there's a difference in this is just from experience. There's a difference in being a monthly teacher and a weekly teacher on a campus. Sure. I was a monthly teacher for years. Um, and I still am in another couple of rehabs. Um, and you see everybody once a month. Well, it's a three month program. Right. So I see people three times. Right. Uh, unless I make a special trip up there, which I will for graduation sometime, or sometimes they'll call me to do an extra chapel if somebody, you know, if there's a hole that I can fill. So I might see them four times. If you're weekly and you're good. Yeah. Every Friday, they can't wait for you to be there. Right. Every Tuesday, they can't wait for you to be there. And when you walk in, they all know your name, you know, and you have a hard time remembering all their names because they rotate. But right. But they all know your name and they're, you know, they're thrilled you're there. So, um, it's really important if you can, if you can get weekly on a campus, you can actually have an impact there. It's a, it's a great place to build a foundational discipleship teaching impact. That's awesome. 
how would you recommend, and this, this would just be something that we can kind of close out with and we want to do a little bit of a plug here. How would you recommend incorporating things like, because, you know, we, we attend conferences, we, we go to different conferences, we suggest different resources, give us some practical books or conferences that you might think about, um, some resources that you could plug in for men's ministry development and training. Are, are there, is there anything that you would like to personally recommend? Yeah. I mean, I, I have a, I've developed the way I like to disciple men myself. There's a curriculum that I've worked on for years. That's comfortable for me. It's, it's the passages that I love you in some, right. one of our really old podcasts, you asked me about favorite passages to right. develop. And, uh, and I build off of those Psalm one, Colossians three, um, those, those type things, first Peter one, um, about holiness. So, so, but there's also some really good stuff out there. We, we like, we've used man in the mirror ministries here for years with Patrick Morley. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and, can, you and, can find them at man in the mirror. Yeah. Here, here in Mobile and Baldwin County, I work with a guy named Chris de Tombs. I'm gonna give a little shout out to him. He's been a really faithful friend since I've known him. Uh, right, he, great guy. Yeah, took over for Tim Smith. So in the process uh, of working with him, we just did a few weeks ago, we did some training uh, via video um, with with COVID, but we did some training with a, a, ser- a program they have called No Man Left Behind. Yep. It's a great study for your men, a handful of your men at church that really want to reach other men. That's what you're looking for, men that want to reach other men. Um, you just ask somebody, ask your local man in the mirror rep, look it up online, man in the org, I think is what it is. And uh, you can go in there and try to find a local rep, somebody that's in your community, um, that you can reach out to and they'll come start helping you with resources. Um, they'll help you get, we, we give out the man in the mirror book a bunch, uh, the book called man alive. We've been through that as a men's group, all from man in the mirror. So there's another ministry, uh, Burgess, Rick Burgess from Rick and Bubba, oh, yeah. <laughs> one of my big, favorite, favorite things in the world. Big shout out the, to Rick and Bubba. Yeah. Listen to Rick and Bubba on, on the, uh, morning show, um, out of Birmingham. And, um, but Burg- Rick Burgess has a ministry called the man church, the man church. And you can, and, uh, you can hit their we website. We were trying really hard to get to that conference when COVID oh, yeah. all that. Oh up. yeah, we were weren't we? So, yeah. in Montgomery. Um, and I we, totally we will eventually that. catch up with one of those. We, we will get to one of those. We promise. But I've been following that and I love their stuff. We've taught Rick's uh, book. Rick has a co-authored a book called um, how to be a man, how to be a man. Yeah. And, we did uh, go through that. Our, our Men's group went through that. It, it was, was very effective, very, very really effective. strong stuff. So, um, so those resources I know are really solid. That's and, uh, themanchurch.com. We want to give that website out if you want to go there. Yeah. Please look that up. And, and again, uh, it's, it's not a, you were saying earlier, there's not a program. Uh, right. So don't it throw, is, you're not throwing a program and a bunch of people and hoping they'll yeah, dive none, in. Yeah. None of this it's is personal discipleship. Exactly. Personal discipleship. Exactly. You got to dive in personally. And begin discipling people and and growing with them. Yeah, I, and I actually I'm just going to read a little snippet here off of uh, Rick's website for the Man Church, where it says that men aren't the spiritual leaders of their homes. They are not making a kingdom difference in their workplaces. They are absent from the important work of their church. But the question is why. The reason men aren't living a more authentic faith is simple. They have yet to embrace the call to real discipleship. And discipleship is exactly what we're talking about. Right. And a, and a good pastor, spiritual leader, has to make that appealing. Exactly. You know, we're not trying to be a bunch of 
monks who are trying to be a bunch of fun loving. I really think, and I, you know, this from me hanging out with all the guys I disciple. Oh yeah, I just have a blast. And Jesus know? would have done we, the same thing with we his. Cut up and <laughs> laugh and have a great time and, and mess with each other and you know laugh and cry together. Exactly. So, so it's a very healthy thing. But you want to make a church healthy. Um, the men's ministry is where you need to draw your focus and you need to turn your focus to the men's ministry heavier than I think heavier than anything else you're doing as right. a pastor. And you may have women that need to run their women's ministry with a lot of energy. That's sure. fantastic. That's, sure. you know, another deal. You may have a guy that loves children's work and you go, Hey man, you go as hard as you can at that. We're going to give you some of our resources where we can. I'm going to give you for, some of our people resources. Same for youth ministry, worship ministry. All that's fine. But the focus of the pastor. Digital media ministry. Yeah. Little, yeah. That little tiny part yeah. of the sliver. Of that the, little part that doesn't really matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but whatever, whatever that ministry world is, the men's ministry should get a lot of the pastor's attention. Right. Pastor needs to throw himself at that really hard well, because it's what's going to make the church healthy. And that, and that circles if right it's back done around right. to what we said earlier, which is that the foundational health, the bedrock of any healthy church is those is is the core men of the church. So exactly, that's, exactly. that's absolutely yeah. So I highly recommend. And and First Timothy makes it crystal clear. You know, we're to raise up godly men who are pursuing godliness, who can lift up holy hands and pray. The men of the church would be praying for the loss of the church. So the, the scriptures are clear that the men of the church have to have a godly character. They have to have been, they have to have worked on their character to become more like Christ with one another. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and, and they really are the central element of a healthy church. Absolutely. Which, which changes a community, by the way. A healthy church, a healthy church that's full of healthy men is going to change a community. Absolutely. The, the and kids in that community, the schools in that community. The parks in that community, everything in that community gets better when, when the men get better. And, so. it, and again, like we said at the outset of this podcast, and we'll keep you apprised of this once we get through the craziness of COVID. We'll keep you apprised on our events tab and you on our uh, website at 614ministries.org. On our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you can follow all that for any future men's ministry conferences we might have. Because we have done one or two before. Yeah. And that kind of stuff is something we're very, very passionate about. So if, if you're a local church that's in need of something like that, to have us come speak to your men's ministry. Yeah. If speak, you just, if you just want to carve out a, a Friday, Saturday, right. Just a weekend, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday with the men and, yep. and, and we love doing that stuff. I'll partner with you as the pastor. We'll co-teach or whatever you want to do. Exactly. Um, and, and work on helping develop a, a foundation to build off of. So exactly. happy to do that. Love doing it. We'd absolutely love to come in and do that. So, All right. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Rescuing Churches. We hope you found all the content and dialogue helpful and inspiring. If you'd like to give us some thoughts and feedback on this particular episode, you can call us and leave us a voicemail at 601-909-0614, or you can email us at 614rebuild at gmail.com. Also, be sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 614rebuild.